Glasgow, Scotland, weighing 238 pounds, the Hot Rod, Rowdy, Rowdy, I love you too. <laughs> Thank you, holy cow. I've been everywhere, boy. I've been uh, Chilliwack, Chilliwack, Poughkeepsie, <laughs> Aberdeen, Perth, Glasgow, Aruba, wow. Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Sounds like the trip took seven months. <laughs> I know. That was 24 hours. <laughs> man, oh, man. Uh, it's great. It's great to be back home. Uh, of course, we have with us my bestest friend, uh, Steve Simone. Yes. Ah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. Bestest friend? Yeah, man. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And Steve just yes. came back from... Uh, Entertaining the troops in Afghanistan. Yeah. Awesome. So cool. It was the cool. Awesome, dude. So much respect for that. Man. Dude, those guys are yeah. real heroes. They're real heroes, yeah. aren't they? Did they yeah. let you, like, shoot the machine gun and stuff? Ah, uh, yeah. It was, Did they really? Yeah, it was the coolest thing ever. Ah, uh, what was it? DDP was with us a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he was telling about shooting the machine gun out of the helicopter. See, I see yeah. Steve as a tank guy. <laughs> guy help us all. Dude, that was the one thing. That they didn't let us fire the 50 cal out of the oh. tank. No. no. The round's too much. Yeah. Steve, and of course we have Christian Harlow from Schmo's Nose with us. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, thank you. Schmo's Nose, 10 a.m. to uh, 12 on, uh, is it Saturdays? Your no, no, Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Right? Wednesdays, yeah, 10 to 12 on the Total Hub Network. On Total. You betcha, Reedy. Reedy. That's right. Yep. That's and we got uh, Katie Sackoff from Battlestar Galactica now co-hosting with us. Get out. Yeah. How cool really is she? Cool. She's awesome. She's really yeah. cool. Yeah. We've been friends with her for a bit, and she's had some time off with her uh, with her show that she's shooting. So she, she came in one day. The vibe was good, and we like, wanted nice. to just co-host. And she's like, yeah, so it was great. Nice deal. Super cool. And how is Mark Ellis doing? He's great. He's great. He's got a very loud voice, which helps everybody. <laughs> uh, it helps me wake up in the morning, but yeah, he's yeah. great. He's great. So do you room with Mark Ellis sometimes? God, God no. No, no. I'm, I'm married. I'm married with a kid. I room with my, uh, uh, I room with my responsibilities. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, he, Mark, uh, Mark used to live right across the street from me, and that was good enough at the time. That was, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was plenty, plenty yeah, close. Was good. I uh, I had a crash once at Alice's. I had a crash on his couch, and his apartment looks like a bomb shelter, dude. It looks like Bill Murray's from Caddyshack. Seriously, I can imagine in your closet, every hanger is like two fingers apart in your closet. No, wait, no? you get a meticulous no. feeling from Steve. Yeah, there's no, no. You're not meticulous. I'm a giant child. Yeah, Are you really? I don't even know how to fold shirts. But this giant child, and then there's like, a slob. 
Yeah, I'm not a slob. Right. There's a difference. No. Like, I make an effort. Yeah. I just don't know how to. Like, there's do a lot of it. Star Wars posters. You, you, you know, make the effort. You I just make suck the, at yeah, it. Yeah, like I'll fold my laundry and I'm like, why did I even try? I picture you having like, a big car for your bed, like in big or something. <laughs> as soon as the big bucks come in, I totally uh, right. And the uh, voice you hear with that. Hasn't phantom. cracked yet. <laughs> <laughs> Would be my son, Colt Toombs. <laughs> yeah, proud to have him. Uh, unfortunately, he's got to be hanging around with his dad. He came to Glasgow, Scotland with it me. Was, and, yeah, uh, it was a real nuisance. Yeah. <laughs> Scotland. <laughs> I used him as a golf club. Uh, <laughs> Four! <laughs> Five! Uh, don't worry, Colt, I'll get that ball. Anyway. Uh, it's got to be really awkward with a kilt on. I tell you, you know what? My new thing, going to the airports with TSA, is to wear a kilt with tradition. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> That's awesome. Can you imagine if I came? I'm, I'm so wanting to do this. Because I came from Scotland, and we ordered Colt. His new kilt, he's, his name, his middle name is Baird, and oh, that's cool. his tartan. And uh, we had this thought of, of coming through TSA with a kilt on in full tradition. You know, I'm going to use the back of my hand. Go right ahead. <laughs> Good luck. Rots a rock there, partner. Yeah, and that's I'm in love. And uh, Colt, uh, also, of course, you know, uh, he's uh, as MMA fighters undefeated as an amateur. Nice. Turn pro. Yeah, he's been fighting uh, MMA for, oh, since you've been 17, yeah. 18, something Which like that. Which weight class? Uh, started at 145 and about a buck 80 right now. Very oh, my cool. God. Wow. That's yeah. a jump. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it took, you know, 17, 23 now. Somebody's been so doing I, DDP's workout. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, lots which of is something. Burgers. Pardon? I said a lot of wrestling burgers. Oh, yeah. Lots yeah, of wrestler burgers. Yeah, he knows how to make a wrestler burger, too. I I made an instruction on YouTube one time, wrestler burger. But, uh, <laughs> you know, there's not a lot to it. It's Nikolai Volkov uh, that... Um, Turn me on to wrestler burgers. Do you remember Nikolai Volkov? Uh, oh, <laughs> Did I tell you? All please rise as Nikolai sings the Soviet national anthem. No kidding. He, Nikolai Volkov, we were talking about, like, we have a special guest that's going to come on in a little bit. He's my dad. I've, uh, I've been being choked out with him since I was 18 years old. Wow. And uh, he's the toughest man in the world. Not according to him. <laughs> according to, like, Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris. He's given away about, I don't know, 24 black belts. I think he just turned 80. Yeah. Uh, he's an unbelievable. He's the godfather of grappling. Uh, henceforth, Colt is here as a MMA guy and is my son and <laughs> has something to do with it. <laughs> and uh, he's just, uh, he's been my dad. He, one time, I said, I'm not going to tell you his name yet. One time, you know, like I was having a bad day, you know. I says, so I call Uncle Gene. I says, uh, he says, oh, well, Roddy, how are you doing? I said, ah, Uncle Gene, I don't know. I get days where I just want to kill myself. He says, we can arrange that, but shoot the movie first. And then when we put the credits <laughs> over, yeah, you know, you go ahead and get her done. And that way we got the movie in the can. <laughs> So that's how much sympathy you get. <laughs> that's what friends right. are for. Yeah. Keep smiling. Keep shaking. He's just choking. There's a video of him just choking. Ah, with a big yeah. smile on his face. Yeah. He invented the three-finger lock, which uh, showed many people. You showed uh, me. I've been doing that ever since that night at the comedy store. You showed me that. I did show you. Well, yeah, you're worth before it. Before I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like, it's amazing. I, but now I do it all the time. It's amazing, isn't it? Three-finger lock. Uh, for those who don't know, is uh, you know. 
like Uncle Gene just sits around and thinks of different ways to mend and break bones <laughs> for like 80 years. And uh, he's one, he refereed the fight with uh, Muhammad Ali against uh, Mo, uh, Antonio Inoki, oh, wow. boxer versus wrestler. Wow. Um, he, he was, uh, I believe he was the very first Oh, we'll get him to tell you. I was the first bar. I was on the first pay per view, but he was way before me on the first boxer versus martial arts guy ever. I think we'll get him to. Anyway, his name is Judo Gene LaBelle. Yeah, yeah. that's so and, cool. And you know, you know, I gotta catch you up on some yeah. stuff first, but he's here. Which is really cool. Which is so terrifying. Which yeah. is <laughs> you, know, you know he's around. Yeah. yeah. You can yeah. feel it. Yeah. I was in the dojo with him yesterday for about three hours. Wow. You know, I got a lot of sleep, you know. <laughs> he's, uh, he's training Ronda Rousey, right? Is that yeah, right? Rowdy Ronda Rousey. That's so cool. And she called me and uh, asked permission if she could use the name Rowdy. That's awesome. Wow. You know, and you know what's cool? In uh, Gorko's no. gym. <laughs> no. it, yes, I said no. <laughs> In Gorko's gym, the Gorko, the mean and assassin, he's got a great dojo in Bur Burbank, and that's where Gene trains out of in Benny the Jet, Benny uh, Akita. And um, so every once in a while, they'll have like a guy, that, kind of a tough guy, that thinks he's tough, and they go, well, why don't you come by the dojo? And then they give it a Ronda. <laughs> wow. You know, and there's this beautiful, beautiful little 135-pound girl just wailing, pulling eyes out, cracking arms. I love her to death. She's got another fight coming up, I think, in San Diego soon and asked if we could come down and take a peek, you know. And So so that would be good times. That would be good times, Georgine. Uh, Colt, uh, we went in Scotland with Colt. We went to Edinburgh Castle. Wow. And we went down like the torture chamber, yeah, the dungeon. The the dungeon. Spikes, the this is your first time in Scotland ever. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's yeah, cool. Oh, pretty awesome. We yeah. were really into the historical that kind of stuff. Anything yeah. that really was meant to like hurt and get information from people, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we love. So to do that together is pretty awesome. Right. Yeah, they had a cannon there. And get this: the cannonball weighs eighty pounds, and it shoots. Two miles. Wow. Eight. Now, I don't even know how the guy got the ball into the cannon. Right. And then you're looking over the castle, and two miles it shoots. You you wouldn't stand a chance. I mean, you guess this thing is huge. Right? Yeah. If this thing wow. hits you. You wouldn't, you wouldn't stand over. a chance. You need Andre the Giant to sit there and put the damn thing in. How do you load that thing? Oh, no. Yo, 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 yeah. yo, yo. He's juggling. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh so when uh, Steve with the troops, like, were they happy to see you? Yeah. I mean, it was the greatest experience. Yeah. We've that, talked about going together before. That would be amazing. We you should, know, like, I really try to do I'd that. love to. I'm way behind the eight ball on. How many times have you been over there? Uh, I've done, I, my first trip to Afghanistan was back in 06. And I've tried to get over and say, to just say, like, the greatest thing about it is you get a chance to say thank you face yeah, to face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a very humbling experience. And I've tried to do that at least once or twice a year wow. ever since. But this was my first time back to, like, the real war. Like, I've been to areas where they've supported the efforts of what they call the boots on the ground. Yeah. 
But this time we got out to the little fobs and the little uh, combat outposts. That's so wow. cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So, so how far from, like, base camp were you? Um, I, don't, I don't even. We were. You're I, pretty close to front line? Y- y- yeah. Close enough. Close enough. Yeah, they, they had a security with us locked and loaded uh-huh. on the base <laughs> itself and, like, wouldn't even let us go Holy get a God. bottle of water or go to the restroom without Can you imagine armed security. Just like the happiness wow. he brought those, those those people. Like, yeah. you, know, you know how rough it is right now. Just by doing something so simple for, for it you. Was, the way it, you can bring it, those The weird people. thing about it was when you see people making these sacrifices, it makes you feel like stand-up comedy is the biggest waste of life. <laughs> <laughs> in, in all seriousness, oh, like these guys so are much real happiness. heroes. And that was that was the weird thing. Like you, you go out there and these guys, it's 130 degrees. There's cobras on the ground. There's these things okay. called wolf spiders. There's these w- giant... Wolf spiders? Yeah, that they say... Okay, backing up. Then what's a wolf spider? I see an Thank God wolf. I didn't see <laughs> one. But they're like the size of dogs. Wow. And they're spiders and they're poisonous. Like what? we landed in Afghanistan and... You, the vibe in, immediately mm-hmm. changed because I had done uh, a base outside of in, in Kyrgyzstan or what they call the Kirk Republic. And that was yeah. interesting and cool and fun. But then when we took the C-130 in Afghanistan and landed on this base, it was, you know, 11 o'clock at night. It was 120 degrees. And then they start telling you just about the animals to be careful of. Yeah. A wolf spider. Right. Yeah. That monsters. might be the That's scariest yeah. thing I have ever start, heard of. Start thinking Lord of the Rings shit right away. Was it howl before it oh, bites you? Thank <laughs> God I didn't see one. Oh, now, my daughter told me about a camel spider. And uh, maybe that's what it was. Well, but but Wolf no, yeah, muted the, stuff going on. No, yeah. the yeah. thing is though, like they rear back and they go, yeah. <laughs> and they can run thirty five <laughs> miles an hour. Yeah, so they that's... chase your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't mean anything like that in my life. I'm, I just, I'm just here to tell you. It's yeah. not. It's not bad enough that it's a spider wolf, whatever. It's enough that it's going. Yeah. <laughs> and bolt the 35. Oh. Dude, they gave us cow. full body armor. Wow. We had the flak jackets, the helmets, <laughs> and I was like, I'm wearing this when I poop. Just give me raid. <laughs> Just give me some raid. Right. Some bugger yeah. pants, too. Holy cow. That'd be my luck. You know, I'd be out there in the back house pooping and out here. <laughs> you know, good stuff. Good stuff. Nothing like talking about poop from spiders. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if you're in the uh, living room trying to kill a spider and it screams at you? That's a whole other ball. Oh, yeah. Whole, you uh, you, move, you move immediately. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they and then, like, at the, you. the snakes cobras. and the scorpions. Co- cobras? They got cobras yeah. over there. I don't like you know, So you, like saw, you saw none of that, though. You just heard about all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Because that's enough to make you go, maybe I'll wait. Yeah, Jeez. and then you have the mortars going off and the gunfire. Right. Like, it was That kind of overshadows yeah. the spider. Right. You, honestly, yeah, yeah. they told us about the critters, as they called them over there, when we first got there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then within 10 minutes, you're not even thinking about the critters. You're but do you still feel that. cool, though? Like, you're walking around, you have, like, guys escorting you around with, like, these big-ass guns. Do you, I mean, at, at all? I mean, there's, like, a fantasy thing going, well, all right, I'm in a club in New York right now. Every little kid, you G.I. Joe, play Army. Like, so that was... Yeah, it's cool. It's cool but, stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're just better people. Like to make them laugh and forget cool. about where they were for a little bit Oof. was uh, hard work. Quite, quite humbling. It yeah, was, like, that's cool. So, did would you tell them about like when 
you were a little boy with your brother in your pajamas yes. and watching. Did yeah. you tell them watching wrestling? Yeah, of course. Did they love it? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's I love it. Thing. Like, my uh, comedy is all about, like, pizza day and yeah, running forts yeah. and watching wrestling. Yeah. And then you have these guys that, like, there were some special forces guys here that are the real deal. And they're like, I used to wrestle with my brothers. <laughs> ah, that is so uh, cool. Hot rod, right? <laughs> Every time I mention your name, it always got a laugh. Yeah, I, yeah, it always got a laugh, right? <laughs> well, when I talked about, when I talked about like, they think it's cool. And then I go, but yeah. my inner 11-year-old is always like, I don't think you should trust him. And they're like, oh my God, he really does know how to run. Oh, he really does know <laughs> The left-hand compliments are killing me. Oh, no, I didn't know that. He's giving uh, you the finger right now. No, you just can't say it. No, oh, that's why I'll never be a politician. Yeah. Just like, no. That's really cool. Though. I give you so much credit for that. And I got to quit balking and come with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, okay, we got Judo Gene coming up. He's not in the room. He's hermetically sealed so in, we a know. Room, <laughs> in a mason jar. So, so anything negative to say, say yeah, it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an honor yeah. system. No, no. Yeah, and what you guys did right there, they were compliments I was giving you. Please don't think, don't, hey, let's have some fun with uh, no. Sam. Break like, his arm. Let, no, me, let me just prep you, okay? Because, like, I am, Uncle Gene taught me how to fight on the goal. He, I, there was guys in the Olympic Auditorium. Big, big us, maybe 17, 18, something like that. And guys, and he, and I was getting the dog beat out of me by everybody. He a kid, come here. And he would tell me what to do against these guys on the roll while they had him in the ring. Just guys off the street. And boom, boom. And, and he just took a liking to me after, uh, I got my bagpipe stuffed with toilet paper in Madison Square Garden, which is a whole other story. But, like, have you ever wanted to ask somebody anything, not only just about fighting, and stuff, but just life, rules, and stuff? This is the guy, you know? So, like, get your questions down. I, I, I um, Twittered it. We're going to take some Twitter questions. Um, we're going to go to a bit of a break. And when we come back from the break, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have the toughest man in the world. Judo Jean the Bow. All right. Yeah, man. Ow! You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. A great website if you are in the market for gift giving, redenvelope.com. They have over 300 unique and inspired new products along with their classic favorites that are going to make gift giving very, very easy. All you have to do is go to redenvelope.com, enter Heidi and Frank at the checkout, and save 20%. That's red.
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Ow! Everybody that Gene stretches says that. Ow! Ow! <laughs> Holy cow, baby Jesus. You know, I, uh, I've, had, I've had a lot of things. I got my boots in Madison Square Garden under display. I got four Hall of Fame rings. I'm in the Hall of Fame of the Comedy Store on Sunset Boulevard. But there's nothing, nothing that I have that compares to the man I have with me in the studio that stretched me just yesterday in the dude in the dojo and that's mr dude judo gene labelle yeah. toughest man in the world god bless you i love you for coming you know, just before you you know choke me out <laughs> you know i've been bragging so much about you as i have i've been how when i knew you when i was 18 maybe 17 18 and i was telling them you're your technique for training me as you just threw me in there and kind of on the go instructions of what to do and what not to do and motorcycle riding and uh, oh, <laughs> it's huge, yeah. God, yes. You know, Uncle Gene, uh, or I call him Uncle Gene because uh, uh, you can only get choked out so many times and he gets tired <laughs> of choking you out. <laughs> and uh, I uh, thank you so much for coming. I love you. Uh, yes, I love you too, but, uh, my wife isn't here. She thinks I'm that way, you know. <laughs> um, so, so just go ahead and tell them why you got a pinky then. Uh, well, I come from San Francisco and, uh, no, when I was in Japan, I was in a tournament, a judo tournament and, uh. Uh, you know, with, with some of the best in the world, they were really good. The next day in the Manichi newspaper, it said, uh, Daikon wins, which is a pink or white radish. And at that time, of course, that's 85 years ago, uh, I had bushy red hair. And I said, oh, they're talking about my red uh, hair. And, oh, you Bakatori Hakajin. <laughs> Uh, they're talking about your pink gi because everybody wore the white, cleaned iron uh, thing and mine, uh, the geisha girls washed it and it came out pink. Uh, <laughs> so it didn't bother you at all. Then proceeded uh, to whoop ass in pink. Right, right. <laughs> Makes it more terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, it's more terrifying that way. Yeah, so um, I, I could say, well, I could either watch it or wear it for the next 85 years. So I'm still wearing a pinky, <laughs> except uh, I don't have one on now because my little gal, uh, my little niece, uh, Rhonda Rousey. Yeah. Uh, uh, and if you read my book, you could see uh, that she stole my pinky. <laughs> Uh, and, um, yeah, but <laughs> I think she, it looks great on her. Yeah, but she's tougher than I am. Not as good looking. <laughs> and, uh, so how can you get it back? She stole your, his key and your name. And my name. Well, uh, you know, Uncle Gene was kind enough to ask me if we could use Rowdy for Rhonda's uh, that's name. Uh, when you say Rowdy, you think of Rowdy Roddy Piper. 
my hero ever since I was seven. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, Rhonda, before she got into MMA and competition, uh, she looked. Uh, she used to watch the television. And he says, "I want to be just like uh, Rowdy uh, Piper, Rowdy." And I, he, she says, "I wish I had a name like Rowdy." And uh, can you talk to Roddy Piper? Do you know him? I says, I don't want to know him. <laughs> <laughs> I got stuck with him. <laughs> and uh, so Roddy said, yes, you can use it. So anytime you hear Rowdy, Ronda Rousey, who is the Strike Force World's Champion, nine matches, all within a minute. Or it didn't go to the second round. Mm -hmm. uh, she all got uh, she got arm bars in every one of them. What was and, the one? Uh, what was the one where you said uh, the girl wasn't going to tap? Well, oh uh, yeah, my uh, what I say to her. Everybody says they're Rhonda, Rhonda's coach, and she's got a lot of good coaches. But uh, I, I say the only thing I taught her is three words. Break her arm. <laughs> and, and she did. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. can see it on YouTube. Yes. Yeah, she has a tendency. Oh, here's a copy of her breaking the, uh, the arm. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Only you'd make a patch of it. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I love it. It's a sexual thing. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine if you're in a, a uh, guy in the dark alley trying to take somebody and that's the girl you chose? Holy oh, cow. What a bad day. There uh, are so many people on here that have questions for you. It's unbelievable. I, I don't think, you know, I've known you for so long and I've, I've loved every bit of it. Um, but I don't think you know how much you're revered around the world. Uh, Tell me, it sounds good. I'm getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like. Uh, we got okay. Here's one question right now, and this is going. This is pretty cool. Tell a Vic Christie story. Let me set up for you. Those of you that don't know, Vic Christie was an old time wrestler that was notorious for pulling ribs and joking around. Can you just do you remember what do you remember most about Vic Christie? He was crazy. He was crazy. He fit right in. Uh, I find the pro wrestlers. What they used to do, and I guess they still do, uh, they play jokes. And, uh, for example, he uh, went and uh, put his um, chair and a very small bikini right in front of my door. He stayed there for a couple hours till my wife opened the door and screamed. And so <laughs> when I told him to get the hell out of there and... I grabbed a, a broom and I was chasing him. She thought I was nuts. <laughs> and uh, he, he had long legs and uh, uh, couldn't catch him. But what he did, well, in, you remember when he got stabbed? Uh, uh, a bunch of the wrestlers were driving together uh, to a town. And he kept on teasing this one wrestler in the front seat. And the guy drew his knife, turned around, and stabbed him in the leg. And, you know, left the Wrestlers knife. Wrestlers love. Yeah, and I said, that's a little tough. 
And I, uh, so I said to Vic, uh, what happened after that? He says, I just wouldn't clean up the blood. You know? And uh, one, one, one time, Vic Christie, uh, I can't, uh, I think Lord Blears, Vic Christie and Lord Blears. So Vic Christie says hey, they're in Hawaii. And Vic Christie says to Lord Blears, he says, hey, you know, Lord, he says it's Saturday. Uh, we're off. Tell you what, I'll meet you down at the beach. You know, I'll get, you know, I'll get chicken and, you know, beer and I'll meet you there at 10 a.m. And Lord Blear says, I'm not coming. He says, I'm tired of you fooling with me. You're not going to be there. I'm going to be standing on the beach like an idiot at 10 a.m. And I'm like, no, no, honest, I'll, I'll be there. And all right. And so Lord Blears comes down to the beach. There's Vic Christie. And be doggone it, there wasn't this beautiful blanket layout. There was a cooler, and he's waving to Lord, Lord, Lord Blears, come here, Lord. And Blears comes down, and he, sit down, he says, sit down. What, what kind of music do you like? And he says, country and western, he says, there you go. And he tunes the radio to country, and I have a piece of chicken, I have a piece of chicken there. And he's tuning, get, get, you need to get a beer there. Pops him a beer, and he says, now I'll be right back. And he goes down the beach, and out of the water comes his mom and dad and this little baby up to the blanket go, what are you doing eating our food? <laughs> he had just come and stood next to somebody's blanket. And then by the time Vic Christie with his mouth full of food and beer, and, and Vic Christie was just elbows and assholes down the beach. Holy cow. What a great rib. What are you uh, doing with my food? Uh, yeah, I uh, was in uh, Hawaii with him. Because uh, he was a wrestler, he's a big star there, and uh, I go up the elevator with a fistful of people, and <laughs> a you fist know, full of people. So we get to like the third floor, and there's still a lot of people there, and uh, he has a towel around him. <laughs> it comes to the third floor, and he pushes the button, and it opens the door. He puts his foot in. He goes. Like this, which you can't see. <laughs> we, 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 what do you call that? Uh, mooning or uh, uh, flashing, 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 flashing. flashing. And, uh, Thank you, Chris. I, I did it last week. That's why I knew it so well. He said, uh, uh, Gene, I love you. Will you marry me? <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to push, push the buttons, you know? He pushed oh. my button, so I'm trying to push the buttons. <laughs> I, I never did get off of my floor, and I forgot what floor I lived oh, on. God. You know, I heard another great rib from Harley Race did. Um, to uh, I had him. I had right, just a second. I had a match with Judo Gene. Loser gets run over by a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> I right, uh, let me bare my soul a little bit here. All right, I'm in Bakersfield, and. Uncle Gene has been dying to run somebody over on a motorcycle, I guess. And so somehow, but mind you, I got paid 15 bucks for it. And I had to wrestle this guy named Tom Jones. And Tom Jones was this gentleman, uh, a black fella that did cocoa butted, you know. And, uh, and I went to get on that motorcycle, was in the ring, and I was trying to start it to get over Tom Jones. And he headbutted me off that motorcycle, and I went down and... Faster than Mighty Mouse, you were on that motorcycle. Boom, boom, boom. No, no, no. 
This is in the ring. Turns around. Boom, boom, boom. Turns around. Boom. He was having a great time. <laughs> yeah, I rode over him. And then you remember uh, uh, Strombo, the uh, matchmaker? Yeah. He said there was oil and gas all over the mat, which is more than... Yeah, you know, a little bit of expensive cleaning it, but <laughs> they uh, didn't worry about the oil and gas on me. No, no. You know, uh, hey, you messed up the mat. <laughs> I, I loaded uh, my uh, oh. motorcycle off and took off and uh, went back to L.A. and Holy Roddy God. didn't even shower; he just <laughs> hopped in his ha- car, locked it, and took off. But he oh. has a small heart. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very baby li- Jesus. Very little is known about my dad in his like adolescence and younger years. Now, you were one of the few that actually oh. knew my dad oh. at 23, you know, my age and, and younger. Is there any stories oh. that, preferably embarrassing, <laughs> that you can remember of young dad? Oh. Well, we went out motorcycle riding at a motorcycle park. and oh, uh, not that one. And, uh, you know... Uh, had a couple of wrestlers. Their name is uh, Guerrero. Oh, and we're all shooting at the hill, and I'm riding about 800 cc, so I had no trouble getting up. And I'm signaling them to come up, and the Guerreros kept on coming up halfway or three quarters and tumbling down. <laughs> and so uh, your dad uh, uh, said, uh, I want to make the hill. And I says, put it in second gear and just crank the throttle, and don't take it off. And he says, but it's a long way up. I says, I don't care. You know, and I'm looking at the other side of the hill, and it's about 500 feet straight down. There was a cattle skull. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, but the the skull, the cow was dead. (laughs) And and then, uh, of all things, here he comes. The motors, go, the motors going, and uh, he well, took the. Uh, he just, uh, just making more noise. No ballast in the <laughs> in the exhaust pipes, uh, and he's coming. I says, "Man, he's going to make it." And I says, "He doesn't know how to turn the throttle off. He didn't ride that well at the time." <laughs> and I says, "You told me to keep it open. I should have put a parachute on him. So on the other side." But there was a Bob oh, wire. Almost fence. died. Uh, was that? Almost it? died. You're a bleeder, too. You're- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I no come sympathy. Over no sympathy I, at I, all. No way. I, come, <laughs> I know. Remember, I, do, I come over, so I got the throttle, but my my feet, the bike's going up, and I've got to hold on to the bars, which means the throttle's wide open. And I can't, and I get up the top of the hill, and I hit barbed wire. I'm not kidding. It's 550 feet straight down, and there's old bike parts. There's an old cow with horns, skull. I'm sorry, was the barbed wire your savior? Is that what that's you That was my safety Is that what you trying to say? Yes, Jeez. thank you. That's terrible. But I made the damn hill, didn't I? He made the hill, and he didn't go over the side. But, uh, you know, like I say, uh, he had blood all over the bike. Is this the hill I've heard that's called Gene LaBelle Hill? Is this that hill? Yeah. yeah, Killed three people on it, but they were uh, Democrats. We need to take a break. We need to take a break. And uh, we'll, we're Democrats. We'll be right back with uh, Steve Simone, Christian Harloff, 
my son Colt Toombs, and the one and only Judo Gene Lavelle, my dad. Ow! What a great time. What a great time. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. The Soda Stream Soda Maker is fun as hell. The kids are going to love it. There's 50 different flavors, and it's healthy. There's no fructose, corn syrup, or aspartame. So pick one up at Bed Bath & Beyond, Target, Macy's, Kohl's, and Walmart. Or just go to SodaStream.com.
from the Toad Hop Network Studios. In Hollywood, this, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a groovy way of relaxing. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. <laughs> the godfather of grappling, right there. I uh, did uh, the preface for this book along with Chuck Norris, uh, the uh, life story of Judo G. Mabel. Uh, my guest today uh, on Rod Pye. Yeah, it, you know, we're in awe. We're in yeah. awe, just so, so you cool. know, Uncle Gene. Uh, Uncle Gene, I got, uh, Mr. Nobel, sir. Um, I call him Uncle Gene because I've known him for so long. And I love him. Uh, when we go back in pro wrestling uh, and back in the days, like, did you... You wrestled Gorgeous George, didn't, didn't yes, you? Yes, I did. And what type of what what type of fellow was he to wrestle? Uh, George Wheeler was his real name, and the true story is, if you people, if you added all your ages together, you might be old enough to have watched him. <laughs> uh, he uh, had long hair. <laughs> yeah, and he was out in front of the Olympic Auditorium. And uh, the guys came over for the bookings. And my mother was talking to him, and she says, uh, why don't you uh, dye your hair blonde as a joke? See, so, now, so you know, uh, Uncle Gene's mom, Uncle Gene's mom was named Eileen Eaton. And she promoted all the boxing from the Olympic Auditorium and wrestling for years. So I'm sorry, so they know. So your mother, Eileen Eaton, said to Gorgeous George, why don't you dye your hair blonde? Yeah, and so he says, well, where? So they went down together. To the, where? On your to, head. To the, <laughs> went to the beauty parlor, and uh, she had her hair done. Yeah. And they did his, and... Um, Holy uh, the guy that was doing the hair, he was a little, um, uh, <laughs> and uh, besides that, he so he put these gold bobby pins in or whatever you call them. Yeah. Uh, what did George say when he put the gold bobby pins well, in? Well, I know what my mother said. Hey, George, you're gorgeous. Get him on as a main eventer, Gorgeous George. That's wow. how he got his name? That's how he got oh. his name. Holy cow. Now, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I'll tell you a little story. Okay. I'm in uh, the Coast Guard, which is... You were in the Coast Guard? On our side. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I love you. Okay, okay. Um, Just let me get the hook out of my mouth. And, yeah, okay. Uh... George was, uh, I was stationed in Long Beach, and uh, uh, my mother called me up, and she said, hey, uh, George came in with a um, a guy that uh, seconded him and uh, sprayed yeah. and got rid yeah. of all the germs and everything. He was like his manager. Was that a manager yeah. in those days? Yeah. Kind of second. Him stick man, you know? Yeah, yeah. So he said he's in the hospital come over here and you can second him. And I says, wow. So I go to Augusta Pollock, who was the commander, and said, I, I, I got to go. I've got an appointment. He says, you're in the Coast Guard, buddy. Go <laughs> back uh, to quarters. So I hop the fence. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I, 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 Statue of Limitation. See where I, I got it from? <laughs> 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 okay, so you're off the fence. 
hopped in my car, yeah. and I went there and uh, did the little stick, and I was happier than a pig in slop, uh. kind of brain dead. <laughs> and because um, it was on television, it was national. Yeah, it was huge, home. right? Well, it was like NBC or what, whatever. It was a national program across the United States with Garibaldi's, correct? And gorgeous George Barry. Everybody. Yeah. You know, when you when I was with you, and I, again, I was like 17, 18, I think it was you that told me to go, and I went to uh, Melnick Hall in UCLA, and they've got reel to reel. And I used to watch like Warren Bockwinkle, uh, Chick Garibaldi, Leo Garibaldi, um, yourself, all the guys yourself. I used to wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> and I could watch them frame to frame and watch them, and they were tough. They Very were tough. Enough. Not as tough as you. <laughs> anyway, the, the, the punchline is. I go back, and at the next day, we all line up, all 20 of us, and uh, they give us the orders for the day. Augusta Pollock, um, commander, and he said, uh, well, you go to Pier Baker, and you check that out and all that. And he says, uh, when somebody's, how do you say, uh, Kelly, how do you say screwed up and not using <laughs> Flasher. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, we got you. When someone made a mistake, yeah, error so they, of magnitude. The, uh, the commanders say, hey, you're going to get a captain's mask or you're going to jail or whatever it is. And he says, I never watched wrestling on television. Never. But I was switching the channels. And I thought I saw. You, Mr. LaBelle, in a ring. And it couldn't have been you because you had the duty. And uh, You're kidding. And the guy next to me, he tapped me. He says, Gene, you're caught. And, you know, I'm not a sweater. Yeah. I couldn't see. There was so much... Desperation <laughs> covering my eyes. What were the chances of him seeing you fight Gorgeous George? Uh, well, that I, night? I, I wasn't fighting him. I was uh, spraying the. Oh, you were spraying him? Oh, yeah. Oh, holy cow. And uh, I wrestled him after that yeah. years later. But uh, So the, you were spraying for him? You oh, were yes. Him. Uh, you got to. Yeah, you were breaking in. Oh, he had allergies. You got to uh, shove the perfume. <laughs> Yeah. And so he had allergies. So he says, "What do you have okay, to?" Faven. <laughs> he said, "What do you have to say for yourself, Mister uh, Labelle?" And I says, "Commander Pollock, sir, uh, uh, that was a kinescope done three months ago. A kinescope is where they put it on tape." Mm. And he said, "I knew that." And he laughed <laughs> off. Holy cow! And I, I said. Uh, you know, that's the first time I wet my pants. <laughs> and uh, when we, when I finally, a few years later, had to get out of the Coast Guard, he's the one that signed me out. And he says, you, we'll give you, uh, make you an officer if you like to ship over. And I says, no. And I says, I want out of this place. And he says, uh, well, you sure you don't want to be an officer? I says, no. And I says, by the way, Commander... Pollock, sir, <laughs> I want to tell you a story. He says, 
I know. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> he knew, he <laughs> and knew. Didn't go, oh, he, he knew, knew the whole time. Yeah, I he, love it. Uh, I love he was a, a kind of a wrestling fan. Okay, uh, so <laughs> Uncle Gene, like, uh, go ahead, please. No, I was just going to ask Mr. Lavella, you know, because at that time, Gorgeous George was really like the Correct me if I'm wrong. Like the really first, like huge, big personality of like the Hulk Hogan, if you will, of that day. Yeah, he so, was the very, the very first one. So, and you were a fan and all of that. Did you? So you could see the the switch and the change that pro wrestling was going through at that time. Yeah, it, it, it was. Uh, you know, the whole thing is. My mother used to say, "If it sells boletos, tickets." Yeah. You know. Uh, I mean, I knew some crazy guy. He used to wear a dress and have a, one of them squeeze boxes in there because he's Mama used to doing a, a squeeze box. Dad, and never sleep that night. He used to, uh, you know, do these bear hugs. But he got this thing. Uh, they make him in Scotland or something. Bagpipes. Bagpipes. Yeah, they do that too. War dress. R I nine five one seven one. Five dollars, three fifty, a dollar and a half for kids' call for reservations right now. Ten cents, Ooh. one thin dime. Roddy, Rhonda, Roddy Piper. So then, when when Uncle Jim, when did you first? Uh, Start training with Luthes. Would this be around? So if you were oh, long before I turned pro, because he was the real thing. Like Roddy, uh, in you know, you look and because Roddy, Roddy, Rowdy, Roddy Piper makes a fool of himself with his. <laughs> but you get in the ring with him, he'll annihilate, mutilate, assassinate you. Uh, he three he killed, but. Uh, Three people last week. They were <laughs> they were walking on the sidewalk when he was driving. It said no street cleaners, no parking, no. You know, one time, one time, I had a, I had a match with Uncle Gene, and it was in San Bernardino, and I couldn't have been but twenty years old. I didn't know who I was going to wrestle. But I was driving down the road in San Bernardino, and I saw the coolest sign ever. It said, turkey legs and blueberry pie, all you can eat for 50 cents. <laughs> I, uh, so I pulled over, and I got me some turkey legs, and I had me some blueberry pie. And then I proceeded to go to the round building in San Bernardino. And I looked on the card, and it said, Roddy Piper versus Judo Gene LaBelle. And I went, ah, oh, baby, Jesus, I'm going to die. And, but, you know, I was in pretty good shape. And I got in the ring, and I got my frequent flyer miles, you know. And he's throwing me up in the air. And all of a sudden, he threw me down, and my head was on the mat. And he grabbed, only Uncle Gene would do this. He grabs the ropes, and like because he's got a gi on, he doesn't have any shoes on, and he gets and he digs his big toes into my neck right here, and he digs it, and boom, blueberry pie like the exorcist, hit Uncle Gene. Uncle Gene hit the locker run. I won on a count out. <laughs> now, yeah! listen. 
I gotta tell you the truth. I gotta tell you the truth. That Roddy Piper, I was undefeated until that moment, and he's the first one to scar my perfect undefeated record. And I was dying. I tell you what it was, and I still wanna complain to the commission, but they don't pay attention. The referee should have been disqualified. He disqualified me and gave the match to Rowdy. I took it, too. Piper, I couldn't believe it. I took it, too. And I tell you, I was in the shower with the soap. And you ever have <laughs> blueberry pie throw up on you? That was disgusting. Man. He was gagging. Soap doesn't take yeah. it off. People yeah. in the front row were gagging. I'm surprised you didn't throw up. Babies oh, no, yeah. I did, but that's our secret. <laughs> Don't put this on television. <laughs> So when when you got when when did you hook up with Luthez? But when in your career? Long before I was uh wrestle pro, I tried there's some great wrestlers. Luthez was one of them. Vic Christie was a good wrestler, good shooter. And uh so uh he'd show me holds and I'd get all the good wrestlers and we'd go down to the gym and uh wrestle. Now, would was Ed Lewis around at this time? Or Ed that... Lewis was around, but he was long in the tooth, and yeah. he'd give me visual points. He he managed uh, Lou for a while. That's right. He's the one who gave Lou his blessing, right? Yeah, uh, Strangler. Uh, uh, the Strangler, uh, Ed Lewis. Ed Lewis know. is a great wrestler in his own right. Yeah, and uh, in fact, one yeah. of my teachers. Uh, Carl Gotch, uh, Lou introduced it. And I says, I want somebody else. And Lou says, well, you're, a lot of these guys, I had mentioned your name, and you go work with them, then they don't want to work out with you anymore. They said, uh, uh, you do, you're too, a little too hard on them, you know. Oh, and yeah. uh, that's the way uh, you learn. Yeah. And uh, so, so just so I got, I, the way that I understand it, Strangler Lewis got his, his name was, he was over in France, and he used a headlock was his his finish hold. Right. And the newspapers over there said that he was strangling his opponent, and henceforth the name Strangler Ed Lewis. Is that pretty That's close? Yeah. Boom. And so then Strangler Ed Lewis, who was the guy they they had a big shoot? Some guy from Europe and Lewis. And they went like 90 minutes or something. I don't remember the guy's name from uh, from Europe and Lewis. There was one guy over that was competition for Ed, but Ed won. Yeah, there was a couple of guys. Was that Ed was uh, very good, especially standing and uh, takedowns. And he yeah. had that uh, neck lock uh, choke. And what you do when you choke a guy and he passes unconscious is it's legal in... MMA and yeah. judo competition and jiu-jitsu competition. Uh, when you do that, it just slows the blood supply to the head and the man passes unconscious. Yeah. Uh, you can choke a person out and then in you know a couple of three minutes, they're okay, unless it's 
Milo Savage has slept for 20 minutes, but that's a never, another story. Wow. Yeah, we, we don't want to go that deep. Uh, but, but we do want to get to why Steven Seagal loafed himself, but that's, uh, that's for after the break. Uh, do we, we have a break coming up? Um, can we keep going? Oh, very cool. So with uh, Strang Strangler Lewis, he just was kind of uh, giving you tips while you were working out with Luthez? Is oh, yeah. He just told me the... uh, what to do. And uh, uh, the guy was 300 pounds, about 6'2". And uh, if a guy, and he, he talked kind of like this, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if, if he said something, you had to do it. Oof. You know, because... Tough boy, the, huh? Oh, yeah. Your pants, if you went to the bathroom with your pants... You could see it, you know, so uh, you do what he says and you don't have those accident things. Yeah, yeah. And then, and so Strangler Lewis, how did he meet Luthez or where did he get Lou from? Uh, and all I know is they met in St. Louis, uh, mm -hmm. Missouri, and uh, he liked Lou because Lou was a natural as an amateur and he was a natural hooker. And you got to explain what a hooker is. Yeah, See, uh, Roddy's hookers are a little different from mine. <laughs> <laughs> mine are, my hookers are expensive. Holy cow. So that? a hooker. What kind of hookers were you getting, Dad? Okay, son. Uh, is that your mother calling? <laughs> um, just for our audience, um, in, in our sport, uh, a hooker, is somebody that uses goes against the joints. You can they don't care whether they have their shoulders pinned or not. They they hook you in various holds, submission holds that and they really don't care if you tap or not either. <laughs> it's uh that's that's what Uncle Gene's Fortois is is he's one of the greatest hookers ever. Uh and Luthez was one of your teachers and then Carl Gotch became one of your teachers. Is that correct? And uh, Vic Christie. Uh, and Vic Christie. I didn't know Vic Christie was a good hooker. Oh, he's a damn good hooker. Uh, no wonder he got away with all those ribs. <laughs> yeah, well, he could defend himself uh, if he wanted to. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Carl Gotch uh, taught me a couple of things, which is in uh, my uh, life story. The Godfather oh, of Grappling. Oh, that's uh, my life story, but... Uh, the book I wrote with 950 finishing holds. Yes. A lot of the holds are named after... 950. Wow. <laughs> you know? It took me three days to count that high. <laughs> but I'm a slow study. Now, if... I don't know if you can see one of the holds right oh, here. That's cool. This is... Can you see this? Oh, cool. And you can see yeah, this? Man. This is a hold I learned from... Roddy Piper. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah. And I stole it, and now it's the <laughs> Judo Gene hold. Uh. Roddy who? No kidding, man. Uh, what's your, your... I've got a question from uh, Rich Jones Comedy. Uh, he's asking you, Uncle Gene, what's your view of UFC compared to the hybrid fighting styles... Um, of 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 today. Well, uh, the the the. I'm not sure what he means by that. What what is your what is your view? Don't on worry, the early, I, early UFC. I'll, I'll translate. So, yeah. yeah, thank you. He wants to know where uh, MMA came from. Thank you. Well, that's when you take all people with all styles, Greco-Roman, freestyle, boxing, wrestling, 
uh, forms of karate, Kempo, Shotokan, Taekwondo, and you put them all together and you find out who's top dog, uh, king of the mountain. And yeah. um, I always argued on that many, many years ago. I go to the boxing gym, which I grew up, and a guy's beating the living tar out of me. Uh, so uh, boxing, so I'd body slam him and hook a leg. And I'd go to yeah. the grappling school, and a, a guy would take me down a couple of times, and uh, I'd get sick and tired of it, and then I'd give him a Roddy Piper left hook to the jaw, and it, <laughs> poof, it'd go down like a bold stare. <laughs> and um, oh, so uh, I got kicked out of more gyms than you can <laughs> shake a, 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 a stick now, what at. Was, so I know, like, I'm sure all of us here, even Colt, are fans of Superman. And you did episodes of Superman, and you did Green Hornet with Bruce Lee. Yeah, Didn't you? Bruce Lee uh, was a great athlete. Um, <laughs> I love you. And uh, <laughs> he uh, wasn't bad, you know. He, uh, Fair he put too much starch in my shirt. You know, <laughs> Chinese arm. Um, and uh, but a great, uh, great uh, athlete, one of the best I've ever seen, natural athlete. And uh, he uh, worked out with me for a year. He it wasn't a one way street, he taught me some karate moves that uh, kicking moves, jumping, spinning moves that I used in a lot of the movies. And yeah. I taught him how to stretch people. <laughs> you know, and uh, what was his four twelve for Bruce Lee? What did he do that you saw that he did best in a in make combat? money in the movies? <laughs> <laughs> That's a pro there. I love it. Yeah, and you can't eat. You can't eat glory. <laughs> no, sir. Tell him what you did to him on Green Hornet, Bruce Lee. Well, I got a lot of heat. If you want to see uh, the documentary of Bruce uh, Lee, uh, then they have me in it. Uh, it's uh, saying what I thought of him. He's great, but when he was a great, great martial artist, yeah. one of the best, but he was a dwarf. And uh, that's a bad thing to say because he was a lot shorter than me. Yeah. And I'm only 5'2". And... Um, it's a and, guy. <laughs> anyway, uh, I picked him up. The coordinator uh, told me to uh, tease him a bit because he wants to uh, do all the fighting in the um, star. Green Hornet. The Green Hornet didn't want to fight, you know. And so he he was very good, and he'd beat three or four guys at uh, the time. And so... I got to do what the coordinator says because uh, he's the one that hires you. So I pick him up on my shoulders uh, and I run down the set and come on back and I got him in a reverse crouching Nelson where he can't get out. Of course, he was a little lighter than me. He was light in the loafers. I mean, he was uh, about 110. Well, he was, uh, no, that's my age. Um, <laughs> He's Back a, then, <laughs> about a hundred and a quarter, something like that. It was a, yeah. but a very wiry, uh, good guy. And yeah. he says, "Put me, I'm going to kill you. Put me down. I'm going to kill you." <laughs> and I says, "I'm not going to put you down. You kill me." <laughs> <laughs> so you just held on to him. And uh, so uh, after that, he says, "I demand respect." And uh, 
you know, it's like my wife, I demand to get fed and she says, well, you know, <laughs> hop in the car. Uh, you know, so, uh, he came over to my school and I went over, uh, to his school. But, nice. uh, nice. and we exchanged. He was a very nice guy. He's and, a good human being. And I, uh, I say this, uh, with all joking aside, the man was a great athlete, a great human being. And, uh, he liked the idea. He did gung fu and all the teachers got mad at him because he wouldn't do traditional. He'd do a little bit of everything. And that's what I, I did. Uh, and that's, um, I did a little bit of everything and that's how I got, gotten, uh. Yes. So, so then I remember, and I, sheepers, I was young when you showed it to me, but there was some boxer. That one, you were in the very first, Uncle Gene, was it pay-per-view or the very first, wasn't pay-per-view, boxer versus, what What, what was it? I, I'm sorry. I well, uh, years ago in a magazine called Rogue, Rogue. a big uh, popular magazine that was one of the best, it was like Playboy, and they had And you cart. were in it. <laughs> I was in it. Uh, I was in trouble. And they did a article, a fellow named Jim Beck, very nice fellow, wrote an article called uh, Judo and Karate Bums and uh, had different uh, guys, uh, boxers beating uh, slant-eyed uh, Japanese. Good luck. <laughs> you know, they'll bomb Pearl Harbor, you get a uh, rough time. Just, just a moment Jeez. for it. Slant-eyed Japanese bomb pro hover. Next time, next time I say something, Steve, you want to cut me a little slack? Go ahead, Uncle Gene. I'm so happy you're here. It, All right. It, it, <laughs> is Steve a kamikaze? <laughs> no, but every time I would tell a story, Steve is with my comedy. And every time I tell a story, you know, back in the days of the territory, I was telling with Tanaka and Fuji and the rib there, and I'd say each territory would have a Jap. And then I didn't know that I was being disrespectful. Because it's supposed to be. What did you be, think you were being? Uh, <laughs> it is different times though too. And I was talking to it's, it's, it is it's the generation thing. It really is. Yeah, they, so, it's just, you're used to it. Yeah. You're so what, what was he? Uh, well, uh, we, we were saying when uh, every time I went to Japan, which was twelve times to wrestle, yeah. and uh, so they wouldn't. You know, they do this thing that you give you a knife. I got a lot of knives. They give me as gifts like that. I'm going to commit Harry Carey. Forget it. I tell him, yeah, I, I loved it that you won the war. You know, <laughs> and uh, the other wrestlers say, "That's it. That's the way to go, you chicken." <laughs> uh, anyway, now, I live, you want me to finish the yes, story? Sir. If you yeah. don't want me to finish no, the story, the hell with you. Just feed me. Okay, um, I want you to finish the story. Anyway. uh a fellow named Ed Parker, who was a, a Kempo guy, brought Kempo from the islands. Uh, he comes over and he said, he shows me this book. And I said, uh, they give a thousand dollars to anybody that can beat a boxer. Him, this uh, guy, Ed Beck. Uh, and um, so I says, well, who's going to do it? He says, I just had 200 people at my meeting, all black belts. And they voted for you to fight him. So and, they elected you to fight him. Yeah. And I said, why ah. me? He says, because you're the most sadistic bastard I've ever seen. <laughs> I agree with that. And oh. uh, so for $1,000, <laughs> would you do it? For $1,000, I'd wrestle my grandmother. <laughs> and uh, 
She used to beat me, but I was uh, I wasn't yeah. on top of my yeah, game. I got you. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, so we did contracts, and I tried to get it in uh, L.A. at the Olympic Auditorium, and the commission wouldn't allow it. They said it was too much like a duel. So we ended up in Salt Lake City, Utah, and uh, it was the first televised mixed martial uh, okay. event and um if they want to see a copy of it uh it's on uh jeanlabelle.com g g n e l e capital b e l l dot com that's uh my website and they, they, yes sir they uh they have it there and they, they have the fight it. now is it true when you hit him uh, or no, rather, when he hit you, he broke your belt? Uh, yes, and it cost me $2, a real fancy <laughs> belt. I mean, I walked down the street with these belts on. No. I, I, like it was my your championship. Your belt from your gi. Oh, <laughs> Uncle G. But did he hit you that hard that he broke your belt? Well, he had uh, what we call nowadays brass knuckles. Oh. And, uh, no, no, serious. This guy no, had he had gloves? brass knuckles. He had gloves on. They look like MMA gloves with your fingers, but uh, I saw them afterwards, and they had metal in them. And uh, so he come in with metal gloves to fight you. Yes, wow. he intended to do some harm. Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. A lot of thousands and thousands of dollars bet on there. Boy, they were. Uh, oh, like, yeah, and moving on, and uh, so. When he hits you and your belt broke, what, what did you think to yourself at that point? It's, it's time to get. I was going to sue him for two dollars and get that. Uncle Jane. But uh, uh, the end of the round, yeah. and my coach, who has no sense of humor, he says, "I don't know what I, I, I I'm not versatile in different language." He says, "Hey, listen, schmuck." <laughs> and uh, I want you to go in there and choke him out. And, uh, you know, um, okay. He's, he's hitting me kind of hard, Coach. Do I have yeah. to? No. <laughs> Do I have to? So uh, it's nice. And uh, and what is so what round did you finally catch up with him? I think it was the fourth round. Where the, it was supposed to be a 10-round fight, and they said, uh, when I got there, they said, it's Holy to a God. finish. It's to a finish. You know, if you go a hundred rounds, you go a hundred wow. rounds. And I was Oof. in great condition. Uh, so, Uncle uh, Gene, no, but did he catch? I, you know, I I know that you showed it to me when I was real young. I can barely remember. Last it. year, yeah. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> but like, how many times did you get tagged in the head with those gloves? He never hit me once. You know, wow. uh, okay, when I fight nice. a guy with brass knuckles, the only time he. He hits me. It's not on the face. It's in my back because I'm running away. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. And so the fourth round, you finally got a hold of him. Oh, yeah. I uh, threw him in a nice judo throw uh, uh, yeah. and landed on him and uh, went around for a choke uh, that I learned from Colt uh, Piper. and uh, <laughs> Colt Tombs. <laughs> Tombs. That's it. Uh, uh, Colt Tombs Piper. 
Yeah. Or, or, uh, or uh, uh, now I call him Colt. That's his son. Colt 45. Because he's a shooter. It is awesome. Wow. That, so that was the first televised um, fight ever. First televised uh, mixed martial arts event. Fight. Wow. And what year was it? Mixed martial arts. Like, that's two completely different styles. Like, that's the truest form of mixed martial arts right there. Anything yeah, goes. Yeah. You could kick in, uh, the groin or whatever. Could you headbutt? Anything like that? Ah. Headbutt? Yeah, brass knuckles. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, uh, what yeah. was interesting is... Uh, uh, being in Salt Lake City, you couldn't get a drink, and I never had a drink or took dope or cigarettes in my life. You never have drank, have you? I never had a drink in my life. Nor you smoked a cigarette. Never had a cigarette. You mm. wonder why I'm so screwed up? You know, <laughs> please, smoke, <laughs> drink, take dope. Don't be like Uncle Gene. <laughs> well, I think um, that goes uh, we got to take a break uh, because then we're going to come back. There's so much more to this man. Uh, but right now, we got to take a break. Um, Uncle Gene, Godfather of Grappling, the Gene Udo, Gene LaBelle story. We'll be back in just a little bit with Steve Simone, Christian Harlow, Colt Toombs, and my favorite guy, I want to be my dad, Uncle Judo Gene LaBelle. Oh, you're great. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Stamps.com is a quick and easy way to get postage. Never go to the post office again. Go to Stamps.com, but before you do anything else, you click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in HF to get a very, very special offer for our listeners. That's Stamps.com. I hear the music all the time. I hear the music all the time. I hear the music all the time. 
Listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Uh huh, uh huh. Judo Jean LaBelle, the godfather of grappling. I, there's a picture in his book that I had sent him, and uh, it says, I love you, Dad. <laughs> because for all intents and purposes, since I've been about 17 years old, he's been my dad. Uh, anytime I've been down, uh, he gets me up. Anytime I've been up, he gets me down. <laughs> um, so we were talking about the first televised mixed martial arts competition. And the boxer that you went against, what was the gentleman's name? Milo Savage. Milo Savage. And so finally you, you got him and you choked him out uh, in the fourth round. Is that correct? Body slammed him and... Uh put my hand around his neck he grabbed it and bit my hand I says Milo you bite me and I have to go take your eye out yeah you know? and uh, is that oh. what you said doing oh yeah and <laughs> I, I want to tell you something hey, I'm going to get rough with you <laughs> a lot of people a lot of people wouldn't do something like that because if you eat blue eyes are so salty <laughs> Well, this man had brown eyes, and that's chicken, you know. But he opened his mouth to say something, which I didn't understand. And uh, I choked him unconscious. And the referee, he didn't know uh, the strangle choke, and he didn't know what I was doing. And so he raised the guy's hand. It fell down. He raised his... I just choked the living out of him. And... uh, and so when the match was over with, um, it took him over 20 minutes to revive. And my... Uh, took him 20 minutes to wake the up? The doctor couldn't revive him with the smelling salts, but my uh, coach, uh, Larry Korn, he de- gave him katsu, which is a, a form of uh, judo reviving. And uh, that God. was it. Uh, so he revived him. And the thing is how... I just want to tell you how you, somebody doesn't understand you. For example, he was sleeping there, and I went to bend over to pick him up, and I accidentally, while he was unconscious, stepped on him. <laughs> so, it was an accident. It was an accident. <laughs> so then you went to congrat. Your coach said, "Like so, the fight's over." And he goes to his dressing room, you to yours, and your coach said, "Leave no, him alone." He right? was still sleeping in there. He was. Yeah. It's on film. If you want to get yeah, it at judo gene judo Yeah, dot com. Yeah, And I recommend then, you check it out. I can't understand people in Salt Lake City. Don't go there. <laughs> they started throwing pillows, chairs. I couldn't believe it. See where I get it and, from? And I, 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 I sing. People, I love you. And uh, then as I start to walk out through the ropes, 
a guy tries to stab me with a knife. I says, it's not Thanksgiving. <laughs> and uh, so I gave him a Roddy Piper. He went down <laughs> like a pulled steer. And uh, I made it to uh, the dressing room. Holy cow. Oh. Sensational stuff. Wow. Sensational stuff. Yeah, yeah. question. Well, Mr. Laurel, kind of going off back with that Twitter question I'd asked um, yeah. in regards to when the UFC started, like when it first kind of came around in 93. And it was basically how you said you just fought Mr. Savage back then. It was the boxer versus the grappler. And now you have people like George St. Pierre and even Ronda Rousey who are now have taken all of these styles and combined them together. Like, you know, the you know how that evolved. Like, you think that's more beneficial, obviously, for these people to learn it and how they're learning it? Well, for self-defense being practical, if you're a wrestler, you don't wrestle a wrestler. You box them. If you're a boxer, you don't box a boxer. You, you know, a good You wrestle them. Uh, you beat a man at what he doesn't know. And I don't know too much. That's why the IRS beats me all the time. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's a tough life, but, uh, you know, somebody's got to live it. Um, so I always said, and I fought for, you've got to learn everything. If you're a judo man, learn boxing. And Rhonda uh, works out with this guy, Ed who's a boxing coach, has a place in in Glendale, is great boxing coach. She does her uh, grappling with Gokar Chavichian of mm -hmm. Hyastan, who is probably the best grappling coach I know. Wow. And I know maybe a half a dozen grappling coaches. <laughs> he's a, no, he's the, he's, he, he's the best. Uh, I mean, the guy boxes, wrestles, he, his grappling is second to none, and you say, why is he so good? Because he had a great teacher. Well, I, I went to a roast that when they roasted you, and... You roasted me, you No, I was scared shitless. <laughs> and I even said so, and Chuck Norris started laughing his ass off at me. Pardon my language. But there was also a guy there dressed as an actor uh, singing the ballad of Judo Jean Lavelle, but he was dressed as Steven Seagal. <laughs> and then at the end of the song, he fell down and choked out. And uh, I just wondered, just, have you ever worked with Steven Seagal? <laughs> He's a great actor and a fantastic martial artist. Isn't that something, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard he loafed his pants. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, ask no. his lawyers. I wasn't there that day. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> you know, um, just rumor has it uh, that um, Stephen, uh, of course, you weren't there, so you wouldn't know about it. But there was a judo guy they called the godfather of MMA. And uh, Seagal was bragging that nobody could sneak up and choke him out and this mysterious green hornet kind of guy <laughs> came up and all of a sudden what killed me was the guy that actually did this told me the story and he says you know so I got up and I, you know I choked him and it's just a, just a slight reference and then I just draw it here and I made him loaf which means he, he knows how to choke him out and just put him to sleep or choke him out and have him poop his pants. Wow, wow. <laughs> well, apparently there was a loaf going on. <laughs> you wouldn't know anything about this, Uncle Jinkus. It was probably, you <laughs> you're probably talking to the evil twin, my twin. <laughs> yeah, yes. And I got a picture of my twin in this book here. 
and uh, he's got uh, he talks a little bit too much. And uh, 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 my uh, manager uh, Kelly Cunningham says, "Hey, uh, Ivan the Terrible—that's my uh, brother's uh, uh, twin brother's <laughs> name. Yes. Keep your mouth shut." And um, yeah, but it, it taught a good lesson. I know everybody fell in love with uh, Ivan the Terrible. Uh, and then, you know what, just to, just to show you what, who's who and what's what, I heard that whatever happened or whoever choked whoever out, the guy got up and fired him and had him kicked off the set. You piece of garbage, man. Uh, just, you know, take it like a man. But uh, anyway, that's all the press. I'm going to give that piece of shit. Well, you know, he, um, you shouldn't knock people. Uh, of course, this uh, guy brags a, uh, a bit that he does this and he does that. And Randy Couture, who's one of the great champions of all time, yeah. Hall of Famer and everything, they says, do you ever want to fight again? And he says, only if I can fight Steven Seagal. Wow. And uh, I says, said? I says, I would pay for that <laughs> because Steven Seagal, he's six six and three hundred pounds, and yeah. he's a very good martial artist. And uh, <laughs> uh, of course, I'd pay even more to watch Ronda Rousey uh, fight him. Do and the have same a, thing. Oh, I'd like oh. to see your brother in Expendables three. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, which, uh, I, there's a lot of questions. Once, just recently, there's a wrestler in the WWE, Daniel Bryan. And they, he had a leg lock, and it was called the LaBelle leg lock. Named no, it was after, uh, arm lock. Arm lock, excuse me. The LaBelle arm lock, which was obviously named after you. How do you feel about that? Uh, if it works, do it. There you go. You know, yeah. and... Uh, I, mean, I offered him a, a shotgun. And he says, "No, I want to use uh, the bell hole." Yeah, good wrestler, good yeah. wrestler, but he's a good kid too. Uh, I never did like him. No, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a good kid. Do uh, Chavo Guerrero uh, and John Tolis and Freddie Blassie? Uh, all those actually, Guerrero doesn't belong in there. Tolis and Freddie Blassie, when they were in Los Angeles, um, and I, I'm trying to get to. There was a young up-and-coming boxer that your mom, Eileen Eaton, got a hold of. And tell, tell us the story about that young fella. Well, his name was uh, Cassius. <laughs> wow. And uh, he just won the Olympics in uh, boxing. And uh, so my mother wanted to promote him for a fight. And it doesn't matter how good you are, you have to have publicity. So she said she bought him a big badge with them tin badges. You can hit it and it goes clunk, 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 sort of like my head. <laughs> and uh, it says, I'm the greatest. Wow. And uh, Cassius yeah. Clay, he was going by the name of Cassius Clay at that time. And he says, I'm sorry, Mrs. Eden. What would people say? And she says, you want to fight to an empty house or a full house? Wow. And so from the Olympic Auditorium, which is 18th and Grand, to the 3rd Street Gym, that's, you know, a couple of miles. And he was to jog it. And there's three or four guys in a convertible uh, car from the Times newspaper, and they took pictures 
of him. And he'd turn around and he'd point that uh, he had this, he says, I'm the greatest, you know? And um, so... Uh, that's he where got he adapted it. That, and then he started, he said uh, to Gene, uh, oh, I'm Gene. Uh, <laughs> he said, uh, <laughs> I, I want to see Freddie Blassie wrestle. So I took him to the wrestling matches, and Freddie would say that, you know, pencil net geek, and yes. he'd chew a, a Coke bottle or whatever he was doing. Even animal, <laughs> and um, he says, "I want to be just like him." And um, when he went to f a fight, he he was interviewed on television. He says, "My opponent's a bore. I'm going to knock him out in four. And oh, I nice. says, "You know, uh, Cassius, you're a liar if you don't lock him out." He says, "I'll lock him out in the first round." He went. He just bobbed and weaved for three rounds in the fourth round. Hit him like a right between the horns, and uh, that was the end of the fight. Then after that, he started doing this poetry, sting like a float like a butterfly, sting, sting like, like a, a bee. bee, and he all got that from Freddie Blassie, the idea. Wow. And huh. a lot of people get uh, uh, all through the world says, "Hey, I did it! I, 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 me, me, me," and I was there. And so it was your mom, Eileen, that gave him the idea, and then he copied Freddie Blassie. No, he. I took him to the uh, to the interviews. You remember yes, they sir. were in the back of the auditorium, sure and uh, uh, he was just uh, a skinny, very well coordinated guy. And uh, yeah. he saw what Freddie did. And he says, "I want to be just like him." And he kept on calling him Gorgeous George. And I says, "No." You gotta know his name. His name is Freddie Blassie, not Gorgeous George. He says, "Yeah, Gorgeous you know. George," and I said, "You know your name?" And, cause, and he got confused. He couldn't remember Cassius, so he changed it to a guy named Muhammad Ali because he could remember that name. Easier, and he's still using that. Yeah, name. Yeah. <laughs> you and, know, in that Olympic auditorium downstairs. It was like the Roman Empire, the, the, the Roman Colosseum. The pipes were wet, the rats were running, the little stone caverns that we would dress in. And I don't know if you remember this gentleman. Uh, he won my heart. And there was a black gentleman, tall fella. His name was Tagger Nelson. And he used to watch your back yeah, with soap. Yeah, and he used to say, oh, sir. Could have heard that heat in Tokyo. He hadn't seen a match for 30 years. And he was the first black heavyweight champion. And I gave him a ride home one time. He, he says, you know, some of the guys, I tried to give him what I could, you know, and some of the guys wouldn't. And he says, Mr. Piper, sir, he says, what time is it? And I, I don't know, I got 11.30. Oh, he says, I, I missed my bus. So I says, Tanger, I'll give you a ride home. And he, oh, no, sir. And what I didn't realize, he lived in Watts, and he didn't want to be seen with me. I'm going, no, come on, come on. And I drove him home. <laughs> I don't want to be seen with you. <laughs> Never did like you honkies. <laughs> but, and I went to his funeral, and there was only four people there, and the Legion buried him. So he must have been in the service. But I spent the night with him one night with, uh, with Tagger Nelson. Do you know anything about Tagger Nelson? 
No, he was a champion. And he, uh, a good uh, boxer. What I, I say to you young people, if you make a few bucks, put it away. Don't uh, give it away. And he made money at his time. And then he'd, uh, he had no money and he was, he was the main eventer. And then he used to take a bar of soap and wash the wrestlers, uh, backs and yeah. everything. And they'd give him 50 cents or 25 cents yeah. or after a dollar. No, yeah, he was after. a long, this is like 40 years after he was, he oh, was an wow. old man. And so I say, with all joking aside, save your money, uh, and be yeah. careful that you just don't spend it, you know, especially yeah. now. It's tough times. Yeah. Um, Who do you think is now in the MMA circle one of the brightest stars? Have you seen that Roy Jones? Is that his name? What's John, Jones. John, John Jones. Jones. Have you seen this young man? John yeah, Jones? he's uh, one of the very best. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a, so many. If you say one name... Then you're insulting yeah. uh, somebody else. They're all great. Uh, but uh, Dana White, a lot of people don't like him, but he's the best promoter I have ever seen in my life. Wow. And, I love and uh, I'm one of the guys that like him. Of course, I yeah. like broccoli and turnips. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, the best thing to do is ask him. Uh. The fighter, if I was Dana White, I, he's, they'd ask me the question, I'd say, well, who's the best fighter nowadays? The one that draws the money. Yeah. And Brock Lesnar did a good job. Ja, uh, Brock was a great wrestler. He did the, the best uh, balls. leg, leg uh, takedowns, doubles, and singles I've ever seen. In Come the storming way. at wow. you, a hard guy to stop. A uh, great guy, yeah. and uh, he made his money, and then he went out uh, deer and moose hunting after that. <laughs> so, Mr. Yeah. Lavelle, then, as far as like, you're talking about promoters and stuff, as far as like, you know, what, what's your, what are your thoughts on Vince McMahon as a promoter? Uh, Vince McMahon Sr. or Junior? Junior. Okay, because I, I work for Vince McMahon right. Sr. He's a very serious, great guy. Now, Vince McMahon uh, Jr., is probably the best pro wrestling ma uh, promoter I've ever seen. He started uh, a football league. He, he, I don't know what he does at night, but it's got to. He's on some bad shit. Uh, <laughs> where he comes, I'll, see, I'll get fired for that. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> He's on some bad shit, baby. Uh, Vince, uh, I'm going to vote for your wife. Uh, or, uh, <laughs> Linda. Linda, yeah. yeah. I, uh, She's going for Senate again. Yeah, Senate. more power to her. Uh, brilliant lady. Yeah. You know, and um, I told you, if you want to get elected, you got to wear a kilt. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> $61 million. Woo! Sixty-one million dollars, Jesus! Oof. That's as much as you got in your left the, pocket. Just to throw that at a campaign, sixty-one million dollars. Well, it's a rumor, you know. It's a rumor, sixty-one. But million But Vince dollars. McMahon is, uh, you know, he's. Uh, I have nothing. Hey, if you draw money, sell balletos.
and people watch uh, things. I mean, I turned it on just to watch Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> At least he remembers the name. And the Piper's Pit. Because <laughs> well, now I yeah. I say Rowdy, uh, and I I slip and say Rowdy Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Cause she, I'll take it. Yeah. She's much prettier. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, your dad goes uh, bear hunting with a switch, not that he's ugly. <laughs> you can go on YouTube, and I've seen back as far as 1976 with Eugene uh, commentating, and I was doing an interview with Lonnie Main. And uh, at the Olympic Auditorium, just those stale gray doors behind us. And Lonnie Main, yeah, Lonnie Main, Doug Garnham, he used to love to drink that Southern Comfort. And he used to drink it out of a pop can. And he would go, he was with a guy named Cowboy Ron Bass. And they would go from from L.A. to Bakersfield every Thursday. So, you know, Lonnie Main, yeah, and he's, he's spitting, and he kind of had a Santa Claus thing about him. And he goes, Ronnie, he says... I'll bet you hit in the head with a frying pan. We see a deer on the way to Bakersfield. Now, I must have done that loop 150 times. I never seen a deer. So they and they were splitting an apartment. So they go back and forth, and sure as heck, no deer. And, you know, Ron uh, gets the iron frying pan, and, you know, bonk, and hits a Ronnie. Ow, we got him. Next week, hey, Ronnie, I'll bet you hit in the head with a frying pan. We see a deer on the way to Bakersfield. They go, no deer. And, and Ronnie goes and, boom, clumps him up. And I don't know if... Lonnie Main planted the deer. I don't know how, but they went one time, and sure as shoot, there was a deer, and yeah, Lonnie didn't say a word until they got back to the apartment, and they were cooking, and Ronnie says, hey, Ron, and Ron turned around, and he took that frying pan, and went, pow, knocked him out cold, and had to take him to the hospital. True story. And when, Ron, when Lonnie Main passed, uh, I saw him. We were in San Bernardino. Moondog, Maine. Yeah, Moondog, Maine. We were in San Bernardino, and he drove a Firebird um, and uh, a ton, uh, with the Trans Am, rather. And he was holding on to it, and he was throwing up hard. And I said, Lonnie, you okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and he left that night, and then, geez, his wife called me because uh, he didn't make it home. And I just, I just said he probably had to go up to Frisco or something. And what happened, uh, according to the police, is he was on the far right-hand lane of the freeway going back to L.A., and we figured he must have passed out or something because the car went all the way to the left side through the grass in between the lanes all the way over in the final lane of the oncoming traffic, hit another car and killed the lady in the, in the car. And the way they found out it was Lonnie Main is they found his wallet and his wrestling license in it. To identify him, uh, Lonnie Main. I could, I could make a, a quick story with him. No, make it a long one. Okay, uh, how long? Three feet, four feet. That's good. Um, <laughs> I'm in Japan with him, and they eat nothing but bird nest and uh, uh, eel and all that stuff. And uh, so I don't eat that stuff. You know, if it don't have horns, I don't want to eat it. So uh, I finally at the last thing they have a party and i have a steak and i'm the only one that has a steak and i says i just want to put salt on it so i they have big salt shakers and they're all sitting at that small table and 
I go to put the salt on, and he took the thing off, and it was covered with salt. And everybody oh, has a straight yeah, face, yeah. and they're you know they're doing what we call the swerve. Yeah, and um, so uh, I put my foot on a table, and I jumped him and took him down. And you know he was tough, but he was laughing so much he couldn't fight back. <laughs> he ruined my he ruined my steak. You were yeah. pissed, were you? Oh, I was pissed. So we're flying back to L.A. Uh, uh, a week later, and they give us steak on the flight. We're sitting first class. And I says, wow. And they give me booze to drink. Well, I don't drink. So I give it to him. All of a sudden, bam, he's out cold. The steaks came from him. I says, medium rare for him. <laughs> I ate my steak, and I ate his steak. And... Then we uh, got back to uh, L.A. and uh, he says, there's nothing but bones here. What happened? I said, you were asleep. You didn't remember eating it. <laughs> and, and, He's um, a great guy. Oh, he was a Love great it. guy. And uh, I'm there. One quick thing. I'm in Japan with my kid. He was small at the time. And David. Yeah. And he said, uh, I take him out to eat. And there's a place they have all these exotic fish they're hundreds of dollars they're very expensive and so uh he says to david he says uh what do you want he says uh uh my son said i want you to eat that fish because he uh, you know he ate the fish and i said uh, no roddy so he takes one of the things uh, uh, uh carp they call him and he eats it and so David was young. He's 10 years old. He begins to cry. He says, I want you to eat the ones with the big eyes. And they had an eye about this big and the body wasn't much longer. And so he reaches in, you know, seaweed and everything all over the place. He takes it and he eats it. Then the, uh, uh, the kid, uh, David's happy. And we go down and, uh, I says, can you give me some spaghetti? Anyway, the long and the short is I pay the bill and it was, Three hundred dollars for the fish alone. Wow. Uh, they yeah. charged me. You know what he said, sucker, didn't it? Lonnie Main. Jeez. So I got a. I'm wrestling him, and he challenges with Bakersfield. And we used to have to do the interviews outside in Bakersfield. So he goes and he's got the goldfish in the cup, right? And on TV, and he boom bangs the goldfish. Yeah, Piper. Let me see if he got right. All right, so give me the damn goldfish. Ha, ha. I got to take the goldfish and bam, I slam the goldfish. There's just a little, a little piece of information he failed to tell me. When he takes it, he bites it in half and then swallows it. Me, I just swallowed it. Oh. The fish doesn't need oxygen. It just starts wiggling my stomach. Naked. Oh. Fish water and everything comes back up. I look up and he's burning my shirt behind the camera. <laughs> <laughs> but the next day I'd have a shirt twice as much as the one that he burnt. He was a beautiful man. He was a beautiful man. Yeah, we got to, you know, the, you know. You, when you talk about a, a wrestler, there's always some story and it's mostly uh, uh, sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Who who do you think in the Olympic Auditorium uh, are some of the great people uh, that came through for you, Uncle Gene? The Olympic Auditorium was like Madison Square Garden, I guess, of the West Coast. Yeah, it held ten thousand four hundred people. It was the biggest 
Auditorium this side of the Mississippi in 1932, and it was built for uh, the Olympics, the 32 Olympics. It was. Is that what it was? It was uh, finished in 27, but the fellow that built it, his name is Mr. Garbert. He built the LA Athletic Club, the Doville Club. Wow. Put the rocks in in Santa Monica. Got them from uh, Catalina. So that's why wow. it's called the Olympic Auditorium. That's I it. I didn't know that. I always wanted my it, picture up there because it, it's uh, uh, it's on Washington, not Olympic. Yeah. Uh, you know, 1801 South Grand. Uh, 1801 South Grand. Um, stay, I think the greatest of all times. I remember watching when they used to wear suits and ties, like in the gorgeous George era. To It was such a prestigious thing to yeah. come to it. Um, I thought, you know, I'm running out of time. Ah, shoot, man. Um, I don't know if I'll ever get Eugene back. You know, I... Uh, I'll, I'll do anything for money. Uh, money. I'm a prostitute. I love you so much. I love you so much. Uh, it's such an honor. Joe Rogan, who has a podcast, brags about you. I don't know anybody serious. I don't know anybody that has a bad word to say about you, sincerely. How about my man? wife? <laughs> uh, Joe Rogan, if you want to see something on the YouTube, watch him, me, and... Uh, uh, Steven Seagal, he doesn't like Steven. Steven's a great man, a great martial artist, <laughs> and a fantastic actor. And they do the funniest shtick I've ever seen. I love it. Uh, I never met Joe Rogan. He's a oh, good guy. he is a sick man. He's a sick man. I love him. In Joe, fact, you got to get together with me, and we got to get Uncle Gene together. You got to. Yeah, and the fact that she'd come down and... Uh, Allow us. There's, like, I got so many more questions. You were the referee when uh, Ali went, went against Antonio Inoki. Can you just tell us this? Can you tell us that or you don't want to? It's cool. No, uh, it, it was a, got two a, minutes. A, a legitimate match. It was a very a defensive but match. He wouldn't come out, right? Well, uh, they, they came out. It went 15 rounds. But before that, you had to talk to, uh, talk to him, didn't you? Ali. Well, you talked to Ali. Uh, yeah, you talked to not to come out. Uh, whatever they, uh, gotcha. Ali made, gotcha. uh, uh, six million and Oki made two million and the referee got 5,000. <laughs> uh, and the and funny all the thing fish is, you could eat. <laughs> oh, God. Good. I just say, uh, the people, uh, was saw it on a closed circuit. You ought to see the teasing I got. I love uh, you. I love you, Uncle Gene. I got to go. I could go on, on, and you on. Know, I would we'll make it the, another time. You know, uh, the godfather of grappling, he's got his book. Uh, it's a have to have in your library no matter who you are. He's my dad, and I love him with all my heart. Uh, I love you too, buddy. Can you get your book Thanks. on Amazon? Can, I, can you buy the book on Amazon? Yeah, you can buy If Actually, if you go to Rod Pod and plug in Amazon by Rod Pod, you can get Judo Gene's book, and somehow it helps Rod out. Every time you plug <laughs> it, there's Joe Schmoes and uh, uh, just second that. And their, their podcast Wednesdays from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. with uh, Mark Ellis, uh, Steve Simone, entertaining the troops, here. entertaining people all over the world. My son, Colt Gil Brenton. Producing here, my sound guy. Thank you. Kelly, thank you. Uh, we'll see you next week. For those who love us, may God bless them. For those who don't, may God turn their hearts. And if he can't turn their hearts, may he turn their ankles so we recognize them by their limp. So long till next time.
I love you.